Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hey guys, I'm Nick. I'm an addict. My coin date is May 15th, 2020. I am from Bradenton, Florida, which is the Suncoast area of Narcotics Anonymous, and my home group is Get to Step In, Thursday nights at 8.15. Today's reading is May 21st, Facing Feelings with Optimism. When we realize we've survived every emotion we ever had, we start to believe that we are going to be alright, even when we don't feel alright. Living Clean, Chapter 7, Living Our Principles. Feelings get a bad rap, so it's no wonder many of us tried to avoid them. At best, they seemed complicated and uncomfortable. At worst, they posed a threat to us, since appearing vulnerable might be dangerous. By the time we find recovery, we may be accustomed to being shut down emotionally. Our hardened exteriors were an asset in active addiction, protecting us like armor. But, like so many of those old survival skills... We find being emotionally unavailable hinders our recovery. We need a different approach. Having little to no experience with emotional well-being, many of us tried to select which feelings we would feel. Unsurprisingly, we welcomed feelings that brought us pleasure. Love, connection, joy, satisfaction. Bring it on. On the other end of the spectrum, we did our best to stuff or avoid anger, heartache, or dread. Sadly, we recognize that this familiar pattern of seeking pleasure and avoiding reality, retooled without the cushion of drugs, was not an effective path to emotional health. Try as we might to avoid it, we all face adversity eventually, and the emotions that accompany it flood in. When we first experience despair without drugs, we may feel like we're going to die. Everything is horrible. We tell our sponsor dramatically, Though we'd been fishing for a cosigner, we settled for some empathy. We're offered assurance that our troubles are neither inescapable nor permanent. I think of my feelings as work in progress, our sponsor explains. I won't deny my emotional response these days because I know it's just a first draft, not ready to be framed and hung on a wall. My feelings can evolve with some time and distance just as I do. The hope I found in N.A. gave me the courage to test out this theory. My optimism is rooted in experience. I have faith that better times will come. I will approach my emotional life with optimism today. My feelings, good or bad, are only temporary and subject to revision. Thank you for letting me read. Welcome back, everybody. This is May 21st. Uh, We're here with Paul M., and he's going to share his thoughts on Facing feelings with optimism. 
Hi, Douglas. Good to be with you on Saturdays doing uh, the spiritual principles a day. So um, feelings and optimism. Uh, optimism is what, for me, is what the end result of this whole process is, is the ability to see the best, the optimum, right? I want to see what is what is the possibilities and have some kind of general outlook that is good or or healthy. Um, and that is not what I walked into Narcotics Anonymous with. I was waiting for the next shoe to drop. I was waiting for somebody to find out about whatever the shit that I had done. I, I, there was always this black cloud following me around. Self-induced, I come to realize through working the steps. But at, when I got here, I did not feel like it was self-induced. I felt like it was put upon me. I was a victim, right? Hmm. My parents didn't do this right. The world didn't do this right. God didn't do this right. Whatever the person who I was blaming, and it wasn't ever me, by the way. <laughs> self-reflection, you didn't come in, you didn't get clean with a lot of self-reflection. No, absolutely <laughs> not. Or wanting to take any responsibility for anything. Mm. <laughs> You know, and so that's the that's the thing here. Now, feelings. <laughs> I remember before drugs were ever involved, I was I guess I must have been about nine years old and I went to Catholic school and one of the nuns had punished me because I had been talking hard to believe. I know I had been talking in class and I had to write the, the school's handbook three times. And I remember thinking, I will all, I will never be, I will always be here doing this. It was like, I don't know, 30, 40 pages. And I was like, I just, this feeling of being completely overwhelmed and completely like hopeless. And it was like, this is the end of the world. And I just think that I can't speak for all addicts, but I think for myself, that feeling of being overwhelmed by our feelings and not knowing what to do with it is part of the stuff that got me into drugs mm -hmm. because I never got overwhelmed when I was using. I was like, <sighs> I was chilled out. I was like, nothing can hurt me, nothing can get me. And you know, if I hadn't had the consequences for using, I'd probably still be getting high. Yeah, right on, <laughs> right, right, absolutely. Right. <laughs> like I, I'm not, I'm not the guy who says drugs are bad and it was terrible. It, it worked for a little while and then it stopped. Mm. Here's the kicker for those of you who have never relapsed, because we, I, what I had in my head was, I think that if I get some time. I can go back to it and it'll be when it was fun. And when I relapsed after three and a half years clean, I went straight back to where it was bad. I didn't go back to where it was fun. And we, we need to hear that. We yeah. absolutely need yes. to hear that because, you know, addiction will hit me with, bro, oh, smoke a joint. It's yeah, been exactly. a while. It's smoke, been a while. Right. right. Hey, smoke a joint, relax. Have a nice glass of wine with yeah, this. Meal. Right. You, you're entitled to do that. The right, rest of right. the world gets to do that. Why can't you do that? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, that's yeah. what the that's what the disease will kind of you know just like we, we're not going to get in. We look, don't mention shooting dope because he knows that's bad. But let's just go in a little bit on the side. Let's get in on the on the edges. You're exact, <laughs> look, when you talk about when you talk about you know you share about crawling on the floor and stealing the money out of your mother's purse. Okay, yep. I have the same the the same. I would wait until my disabled grandfather would would take his walker you know his walker thing into the bathroom. And then I would I would do like that Mission Impossible thing and get in there and take his Percocet, right? And it, it was the same. It's the same thing. Addiction doesn't hit us with that. It no. doesn't say, "Hey, this is this is this is what happens remember, immediately." You remember how bad this was? You rem- right. no, it doesn't do That's that. That's the furthest thing from the. No, yeah. No. Yeah. no, you've been clean a while. You, everything's working. You have money in the bank. You have right. a job. Right. You're responsible. Responsible be people get to have a joint, get to have a drink. It's the that biggest lie, isn't it, bro? The it's the fucking lie. lie, man. Oh, and I will lie to myself. That mm. self-deception we started off talking about is still present. Mm. Is still present. After 27 years, I can still lie to myself about, oh, it's okay. It'll be all right. And I do that with food. I'm just going to eat this piece of cake. And then the whole cake's gone. How did that happen? I'm just going to go over where the boys dance on the bar and give them some dollars. It's going to be okay. Mm. I'm just going to go to the casino. I'm going to be fine. Mm. It's just those little things that get in. But I want to talk about feelings. Jump into it. That being overwhelmed Mm -hmm. is still present with me sometimes. And the, the greatest gift that recovery has given me is the moment Mm. to just stop for the moment when that feeling happens. It happened last night at work. One of my employees said she said something. I thought she said something else. Somebody confirmed that I was right because I want to be right, not happy, right? You know, and I want to be right all the time. And so there's this moment where I want to go off and say, you did And there was the the recovery part kicked in and there was just this moment. And I didn't have to go off. I didn't have to scream. I didn't have to think it's the end of the world. I had the optimum response. And sometimes the optimum response is silence. Sometimes the best I can do is to not react to my feelings. Now, that doesn't mean I should be in denial about them. It doesn't mean that I shouldn't circle back with that person and have a conversation. But I don't have to be crazy. I don't have to think it's the end of the world. Or walk in reaction. I I don't have to react. I don't have to then do a 10th step to apologize that I cursed them out in front of all the other employees. Right, right. I just stopped and 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 didn't react. Hey, Paul, you you make a you make this really neat connection um, about about you know being consumed with that overwhelming. Hey, the ball, you know the 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 shoes going to you know the 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 black cloud, you know whatever that is. To, right, to right, us, right, 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 right. You know, having seasons of recovery where we're feeling like super overwhelmed now. I wonder if if that is an indirect connection with with our with. with with our probability of making that instant gratification decision. You know what I'm saying? Like when I'm consumed and, and I'm overwhelmed and, and, and shit's going to get bad soon and this and that, it's not like, 
it's hard for me to say, I can be patient and wait to see how things play out. Like if I'm, when I'm in that space, and how can I change now? How can I change how I'm feeling now? How can I get more? How can I get more? Do you see that? I do. But consuming is control, right? I'm going to take control of my feelings and I'm going to manage them. I'm going to eat something. I'm going to have sex with something. I'm going to do something that I'm going to, I'm going to be in control. Mm. And what the steps, and especially the third step says, I'm not going to be in control anymore. I'm going to let something outside of myself take the reins. And when I do that, and, and, and look, I am, as a gay man, I am always hesitant to get into the, uh, the God talk because so many of my people have been hurt with God talk. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I, 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 if you're listening to this and you go, oh, wait a minute, don't start that goes. talk. Here he goes. Here he goes. Here he goes. <laughs> I get it. I understand that. But here's what I know for me is the ability to have something, whatever you call it, whatever it is, but to release the need to control everything in my life allows me to relax into what is. Because really, most of my reactions and my feelings come up to what is not. I am not enough. I am not worthy. I am not able. I, I, ha I do not have enough. So, so acceptance, right? And we all, we, you know, if you've listened to me for any amount of time, acceptance comes after serenity. After I have that moment of serenity, then the acceptance into what is, not what is not. And that's the other thing is, you the only way to get optimism is to is to put the ruler down that I walk around with that I measure you, the world, and more importantly myself with. And we never we we, we and we, we never, never add up. Oh, I'm we never that. measure up. And you can't see the world, yourself, or the people in it unless you put that ruler down and and love you right where you are. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless. Mm -hmm.